0: Hello and welcome to Highland Football Weekly with Ian Ald. Episode 5 this week sees us speak to a goalkeeper. A goalkeeper who started his career at Cali Thistle came up through the youth ranks to eventually claim the number one jersey at the Caledonian Stadium before leaving for Motherwell and Malta, ending up at Ross County, where he would become part of a historic side in 2012, guiding. The Snaggies to the promised land of the Premiership for the first time in their history. It's the shot-stopping, shinty superstar, Michael Fraser. And it's a good one, so sit back and enjoy.
1: Michael Fraser, how are you? Very good, thanks. Glad to be here for a wee chat.
0: So Michael, I don't know if you know, but uh, currently I'm the Cali Thistle Football fans in training, number one. So uh, it's good to have a fellow goalkeeper, goalkeepers union, as they say. So maybe later on you can show me, take me at the back and show me how to take goal kicks properly. Uh, but we're, while we're here, we're going to look back over a uh, fantastic career you had playing at the very top level for both Highland clubs, Ross County and Cali Thistle. There's been a lot of players over the years that have done that. I'm going to take you back though to the very start of your career because you you were a sporty a sporty lad growing up. Shinty, might have been before football.
1: Yeah, uh, well obviously I grew up in Drummond Rocket, so uh, back then, it's not not so much now, but back then there wasn't even much football played there, it was Shinty's our, our game out there, and I loved it, loved playing Shinty. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in a good sort of age group where we, we won a lot of Scottish Cups and whatnot, and uh, I was a forward, so I got a bit of glory, obviously being a goalie in football, but I loved both sports, I, all I did when I was young you know, I was never in the house, just shinty and football I didn't really play any other sports I probably wouldn't have done it if I'd maybe got the chance I'd have a go at other sports but in drama it was just all shinty and a bit of football with our school and that team so um, no, I, I, it was really hard for me to obviously I knew I'd have to if I was got, got the chance I'd have to go with football because I could get a career out of it but I played shinty right up until I was 17 which nowadays you wouldn't they wouldn't let the kids do that, but we had, uh, I think my dad asked Duncan Shearer when we were signing S forms if it was okay to play Shinty, so I'd play Shinty on the Saturday for the under 14s, under 17s, whatever, and then maybe the second team, and then football every Sunday for Cali, so Big had played the same when he was young, so as I say it wouldn't happen now, but I didn't miss, I didn't really ever miss a game for injury, I think when you're young, the more sport, you know, you do the better, but yeah, I played till I was 17, my last game of Shinty was my Scottish Cup final under 17s for Glenuckert and we won and then I had to knock it on the head when I went uh, at 17, I went and signed as an apprentice for, for Cali.
0: Going back in time, we'll skip forward right to the end of your career, well, present day, you're back playing shit. yeah. You're back I, in
1: it. Yeah, I, I always wanted to go back. Um I get a lot of people saying I'm stupid and that, but uh, all through my football career, I always just followed Glanaccar. Really, um, I would always check the scores after the game. All my mates were still, you know, playing for them, and they did pretty well. They won a few decent trophies. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the finals if when they switched to summer shinty. I would get to games when we were not, when we were in the off season, being at a few finals watching them, uh, and I was really jealous. Just hated hated watching it because I wanted to be out there. So, I always thought I would come back, and uh, circumstances, I'd had enough of football, um, and I thought, right, I'm going to go pay my 50 quid a year and go and play Shinty. So, I started again, and it was really difficult you know, to try to pick up after I think it was about 14 and a half years I hadn't played for. I, I, I'm not the player I could have been, it's frustrating at times, but uh, I do all right. I've played in the first team, played in the Premiership, um, scored. The odd goal, <laughs> not many, um, but I love it. I love going playing for my own. It's like footballers maybe going back to their team they supported as a kid. Don't. For me, it's Glenuckert. So uh, there's times where I get a little bit uh, frustrated at myself when I can't maybe do stuff that I should be able to do. But no, it's, it's, it's a lot of people think it's stupid, but I love it, and we'll play as long as I can till literally I'm not picked anymore or I can't move. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, fingers crossed that's uh, you've still got a few years left Aye. in the game.
1: You mentioned Duncan Shearer
0: there as well because there's an interesting connection between Callie Thistle, a couple of the previous chairman at the club, big shinty players, Dunk Shearer. <clears throat> was it was it Fort William or was it he played for? Dunk,
1: I think, played for Kamali I'm not sure. Kamali, okay. He might you might dispute that. Um but obviously Dunk's from Fort William, they've got three big clubs there. Donald Park played for Shinty for Kamali, I know he's from Cool. Right, okay. Um so there's a few of few of us kicking about that have done a bit of both, um, but no, it's it's obviously just part of growing up where I grew up, and I just loved the sport. So I love both sports. So it's just I was glad that I could do both for as long as I did. Mm-hmm. To be honest, but like you say, the <coughs> the the
0: long term, the yeah. career obviously should you know um, amateur at, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. There's, there's obviously it's very. Uh, well run but um, to make a living at the game you know it was football for, for you um, so you signed for Cali Thistle at the age of 17 yep yeah. goalkeeper
1: that's right I Steve Patterson was the manager um, really good guy he was good to us uh, all, it was, I think it was three of uh, four of us that signed at that point a boy David McRae he, he was a shinty player as well actually he was from up west um, really good he's in Australia now he's a good midfielder Craig McMillan went on to do well in the Highland League mm-hmm. and Gary McGowan boy from Huntley who's still playing at for, for Martin so the four of us signed as like apprentices um, I don't even know what year it was but it was a long time ago and uh, we went in and there was obviously the second year apprentices that were in there and that was it you know we were you were under no illusions that you hadn't uh, you hadn't made it and like that you were because Cali only had a just had a first team squad then there wasn't anything else it was under 16s and then you were in either kept or put into the an apprenticeship programme and you were training with the first team every day uh, or you were released there wasn't a reserve team there wasn't under 20s or whatever and it was tough like it was I, I, personally I was nowhere near ready to be training with, with these guys and it, it was there was times when I don't know, you could just, you couldn't see a way out of it, it was just, you do all your jobs, you clean the boots, you clean the stadium, do all that and then go to training and I think I must have gone maybe a year without having a good training session, <laughs> it was just hard, it was hard, Like I mean good players, it was big Bobby man and that, he was captain, he was pretty hard on us, guys like Barry Robson, leathering balls at you and for me as a goalie, the other boys I thought could kind of get away with a wee bit, because you're outfield but I mean I'm I'm in the goal and at that point we had uh, four other goalkeepers at the club which is a lot we had so Nicky a, Walker Nicky Walker who course. was a brilliant guy but he only trained on a Thursday morning Right, he was in charge of the Walker shortbread he's got red. shortbread to run uh, Jimmy Calder another terrific guy brilliant goal he was probably my hero growing up Jimmy Jimmy and Nicky were both 40 I think Les Fridge was there he was full time and then Ali Ridgers was the one above me he uh-huh. a couple of years above me so I cleaned all their boots but there's only three of us training during the week so um, I'd end up in the goals and I used to hope I wouldn't get put in because whoever team I ended up on usually lost and then you get shouted at and balled at but it's all part of looking back now it was good for us but it was there was times when you just didn't want to go to training you know and it is hard but um, if you're going to if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to, you know, get on with it. Bumps and you've along got, the way, yeah. yeah you got like yeah. Dennis Wynes just ripping balls past you every two seconds and even Bobby and that, Golly, Richie Hart, we had a cracking team, you know, but... but hey, Bobby uh, can but strike them as well. Bobby was probably the best striker of a ball at the club. Uh, it was. There was a lot of tough days out at Fort George, but <laughs> we all, we were in it together. I remember sitting in the boot room with Gary McGowan and cleaning boots and uh, he says to me, here, and this was a serious, serious question, he was like, do you think there'll ever be a day where no one screams at us and I just started laughing, I was like, don't be stupid what are you talking about (laughs) there's no way we're ever getting out of this but you do, you know, you get stronger and then you you learn and Nicky was really good with me and so was Jimmy when they were in training, they would make sure you know, the boys didn't give you too much stick and that and uh, Nicky had played for Scotland and you know, and Aberdeen Rangers, big clubs Jimmy was a brilliant natural goalkeeper um, and they would really help you, you know. They would. It's it's kind of the done thing if you're the goalie, you help the young, but not everyone does that, you know. And um, I I just loved those guys. They were they were great to have. I wish they were in every day, you know. But um, but that was it. Yeah, Dunk was our assistant manager. He was good with us, and uh, that was it. We had Tommy Cummins, Tommy <laughs> cracking the whip. Uh, Tommy, me and Tommy actually got on really well. I I don't know why Tommy liked me. He either liked you or he hated you no in between a few of the boys struggled to get like boots or whatever often but I would always get a, a new pair of boots or what cuz he was the kit man Tommy controlled pretty much everything right
0: he's he's now i mean i know now he's obviously winding down and yeah, yeah uh, still, he still it, does Fort George yeah. but uh, he was the he was a <clears throat> kit man slash kit, groundsman kit at that time, man groundsman it? yeah everything went
1: through Tommy he had a cupboard that was full of boots and it was pretty good back then you used to get well the first team boys could just ask him ...for whatever boots they wanted... ...and they would he would order them and that... Um, ...and then goalie gloves and all that... I, I, ...he used to give... ...well you were supposed to get... ...he wouldn't give him. <laughs> ...Ali never used to get any... ...I think Ali... ...Ridgers has been cheeky to him once or whatever... ...and I would go in straight after Ali... ...knowing that he would want to annoy Ali... ...so he would always just give me... what ...he was always good to me Tommy... ...but he, he, he was like... ...he was hard on the boys... Yeah, ...doing our jobs and that... ...if he caught us... We used to have a wee game of footy in the way dressing room where we used to get changed and lock the door and if Tommy got wind of it he would be pulling the door and it would be coming off the hinges nearly trying to get in to see who was doing it screaming at us and that uh, He's the only kind of man you want nah, you to oh, was tough. He wouldn't you don't let us. want to get the wrong side of him He wouldn't let us the, the boot room at Cali's got the wee sink in the cupboard which is obviously designed for cleaning boots and Tommy says we're not allowed to clean boots in it so we had to go outside with a bucket of water in winter you're thinking, Oh so we used to try and clean them in the sink when he wasn't looking. Well, I left Cali in
0: two thousand seventeen. <coughs> I still think they're doing that. Aye. I I well, still think they're
1: bo- doing that, that. That sink is it's a low it's designed for cleaning boots, it's a boot room. Tommy would never let us clean the boots in it, and if he caught us, he would go nuts. But look it was great, like I used to still see Tommy and like, he's a brilliant guy. Um but he would do stuff to us. like we would get told, right, you can go home once you've done all the jobs and Tommy's happy with him. So you knew straight away well you weren't getting home early. And one of our jobs was we had to put the goals up on a Saturday, uh Friday afternoon mm-hmm. and Tommy would be cutting the grass and we'd all be standing waiting for him and he'd look over at us and just stare at us. We'd be thinking, surely he'll cut the bits at the goals so we can put the goal nah. No, he would leave the bits at the goals last till he'd cut the whole pitch. Just so we'd all sit at the side of the pitch and wait for him. So instead of getting home at like half three, it'd be like five and I had to try and catch a bastard drum and that, and if you said anything, oh. But that was all designed to, you know, toughen you up, and it was good. Uh-huh. Looking back, it's a great laugh and that. And and that's what football clubs are, are about, especially smaller clubs, guys like Tommy, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy Faulkner and Aaron one, you know. These guys are still kicking about. There's no there's no fluke in that, you know, and people can say what they want about them, but that's the sort of lifeblood of clubs, and, and I, the clubs I've been to in Scotland, there's people like that at all of them, and that's what makes them good. You know what I mean, especially like Cali and County, because they, these guys were were there when they were in the Highland League, mm-hmm. and now they're Premiership or whatever. Been Premiership, mother was the same. Brilliant, family orientated, good people, and the best people at these clubs are the ones that are in the background doing these sort of jobs: kit man, kit lady, whatever groundsman. Generally, they're the guys that you can rely on. You know, and and a good manager will tap into that. You know, it will include them and whatnot. It's important, I think. So hopefully, I'm sure Tom will be there for plenty of years <laughs> to come. Yeah,
0: you mentioned there a lot of the older goalkeepers there: mm-hmm. Jimmy Calder, yeah. Nikki Walker, Les Fridge All probably getting on. Yeah. you, you mm-hmm. must be thinking that you know. Listen, my, my times, my times coming soon.
1: Ah, well, I will I knew I knew I had a long way to go. I I was maybe a bit of a later. I always felt that I was lucky to be where I was. Uh, I don't know. People have said maybe I should have. I always thought I needed to do more all the time. I knew I wasn't going to be a superstar, but I knew I could be decent if I worked hard. Um, and I knew I couldn't afford to be like a, a pain in the arse to anyone. Because at football, if you're young and you haven't done anything, you start being a pain. Then people just they just get rid of you. And next thing you know, you're you know you're doing a proper job. You know. So I knew i had to keep my head down. I knew Jimmy and Nicky were probably going to retire. So in fact, they all left. Les left and Nicky and Jim both retired which they were both over 40 I think by that point point. and then um, Ali was still there and uh, Steve Patterson signed Mark Brown so I hadn't heard of Mark he was obviously a younger guy he was only about 3-4 years older than me and he came in and he was great he was, he'd been at range different, totally different now maybe from Nicky and Jim who were in once a week and they had other hangs and that but Mark was really professional that's when I kind of opened my eyes to think right wait a minute I, I'm not really I'm not even scratching the surface here mm-hmm. what I could do or should be doing because Cali were I mean Cali were a first division club but we weren't really operating like one most of the time it's more of a great team great you know the manager and that got brilliant results but looking back we were kind of a we were just I don't know it wasn't a but, but it worked. It hundred percent worked. Worked. Worked, worked. But it wasn't a particularly professional Aye. setup. But when Mark came in for me, he he he'd been at Rangers and at Motherwell, and then he'd sort of had a hard time and ended up coming to Inverness. And he taught you know he was constantly training, constantly going out in the afternoons doing extra when everyone else had gone home. So that as as a consequence, I just did that as well. So did Ali. And then obviously, me and Ali are really close mates, and so is Mark. So, obviously, you're kind of competing. I wasn't really competing with them then. I was still a bit, you know, I hadn't even played a many sort of... You get a North Cup or whatever. But it's not really proper football, you know. So I hadn't had any experience, and I was uh, looking to go on loan and all that, which I did. Having Mark there really helped. He he came in and did really well. As everyone knows, he was just so consistent, you know, and mm-hmm. it taught me a lot about how to... How to um, how to train and how to the mindset of a goalkeeper as well consistency he's all out playing well like making a couple of good saves. but you've got to do it week in week out and and that's what he kind of instilled in us as younger goalies
0: Robbo arrives on the scene John Robertson (coughs) arrives on the scene and Callie Thistle start making noises about going to the promised land um, because when when Pelle was there there was I mean well everyone knows there were some fantastic cup shocks. Yeah. Steve took them from the third all the way to the first. Mm-hmm. Robo then completed it. What was uh John Robertson what was working with John Robertson like in that time around uh Callie Thistle?
1: My, well, for me he's the best manager I've ever worked with by a mile. One of the nicest people I've worked with. Donald Park played a huge role in that. Donald's the best coach I've ever worked with by a mile. I'm not the only, you know, person to say that I'm sure but from the second Robo walked in to that club his enthusiasm and still working to this day maybe at a different sort of time in the club's history it still works his enthusiasm rubs off on you you hear him on the radio saying I was coming back from training one night and he's on the radio with guys from BBC saying oh we're in the Scottish Cup to win it you Mm -hmm. don't hear managers doing that of course they might win it he doesn't go in he tells people we're going to be successful I remember him coming in I was only a I think I might be on loan at Broda at the time but I'm still training with the club and that and he comes in and says we're, we're going to win the league we're miles behind Clyde whatever was that the season he joined or the season uh, did he have, was that his first full season I don't know
0: oh, I think he aye. he had a half a season then his first full season his first full season
1: he yeah. said we're, we're going to win the league and no one really believed it because Cali had always had a really good team probably the, on their day the best team in that first division which was a good league but they always had a good cup run Beat a few Premier League teams and then had a good league and then just tail off towards it because everyone was on the bevy and that for the last few weeks of the season. He hardly trained. So Robbo came in and looked at what he had. He must have, he's a clever guy. He had great players. You know, Barry Wilson, Bobby, Dennis, Barry Robson, Golly, Richie Hart, Mark Brown, Granty e. Talks, I mean, he had a cracking team. Really good team. Paul Ritchie up front, you know, He's seen that obviously, and he's not stupid, but he came in and says, Right, never mind doing well in the caps now. And we did, we got to two Scottish Cup semi finals mm-hmm. in back, a row yeah, yeah. and won the Bells Cup. He said, Right, we're going to go and get promoted. And all of a sudden, everyone goes a long way, you know. And Clyde were really far ahead. I think I came back from, I was on loan to Browder. Which was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't the broader that we know now. It was we were getting leathered every week. The old broader. Aye, I, I used to go into Robbo's office and say, "Well, I wouldn't." He would have me in, bending my ear about something, and he said, "Are oh, you enjoying it, broader?" And I was, like, oh, it's quite hard when you're getting beat five nil. Yeah. that's why you're there though, and it made sense because I'm not putting you to one of the best teams because you have know nothing to do. So,
0: which is maybe why you see, I think is it Daniel Hoban who's ah, at exactly. Fort William at the moment yeah. under Robbo's guidance games, you
1: know? get know, get work to do experience what it's like to a struggling team and I think I came back at Christmas and he sent Ali out to Brorat and took me back to be number two just to swap us about get us games and I was on the bench for the running. and Cl- Clyde might have been nine points ahead I think and uh, clawed it back and won it on the last day and Robbo had said that all along just his enthusiasm but he's a great tactician great great mind for the game love talking global talks a lot you know what I mean but it's always positive it's always he's always thinking about you know the game and I think you can still see what he, you know he's, he's still doing it arguably I would say doing a better job now with his resources and what he's got mm-hmm. um, but I yeah I mean obviously he had that run where he beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup as well at home you round the club at that time. I was on the bench, delighted because I had my bonus for going on holiday. <laughs> Brilliant! And then I was in, in the next day. In fact, that was the day um, they beat Celtic. I think it was a Tuesday. Was it, oh, it was Sunday night. Was it? It was a Sunday night. Sunday game. night game, yeah. yeah. And Live on Sky. Aye. Oh, I was buzzing and because I would got a sniff of what the bonus was, and I was on. What was I sitting? I was been on a hundred quid a week, second year apprentice, and. I don't know how much I got I got a fair whack for me and then I heard the boys were all on a day out the next day and and of course there was older experienced boys that weren't in the squad that were getting that but I'd been on the bench because they had to have a goalie on the bench so I wasn't really I was there I was cleaning the I was cleaning the stands that day because we had to clean the stadium after every home game all the six of us the skill seekers so I was sweeping the terrace because they didn't want to pay people to do it so we just did it so the boys were all off up the town and I'm thinking oh, I was actually I was actually on the bench I'm part of the and I thought well I say something and I thought nah I <laughs> don't be stupid you'll get shot down so I, I, the day after that I was back with the other boys just three of us would clean the stand and then back then you only had the the ter- the terrace behind the goal Aye. and the side and we would have to sweep and clear up all the rubbish and it had been a big game you didn't want to do it after a big game because more people there so that was what I did after that after the Celtic Cup game cleaned the stadium Um
0: but that Celtic team now not to not to rain on the parade of I mean the the, the Super Cali team were magnificent but the Celtic teams you look at the <laughs> Celtic team mm-hmm. that that played that mm-hmm. night against mm-hmm. the team that played Yep. Uh, in the 2000s that was the year they got to Seville did the, they beat the beat? Was it they beat, beat Liverpool Liverpool on, on Wednesday? Thursday, Thursday night. Ah, yeah, Thursday night, of course. And it was
1: a slightly different team because I remember uh, I was worst job in football getting the other goalies goal kicks. You know when they practice their kickouts and you've got to run into their team's half and they're you on the there's balls and nearly and hitting and them and all that. And it was Sutton and Larson were standing in a queue to hit shots, and Mark was leathering the ball and I was thinking, please don't kick it too far. So I've got to run right into the middle of Celtic's drill. And I ran down beside Henrik Larsen. And my mum's actually got a photo of me. He doesn't he's not looking, but I'm like sort of looking at him, picking the ball up, hoping I don't get in trouble for like Martin really hitting him. So it's good memories, but I don't think I think he might have came on, but yeah, that was I, a, I think he played I think he played tonight. Did he I? I think it was um He was definitely there anyway. He was
0: I, I think him and it was him and I wanna say Hartson.
1: Hartson was there. I don't know if he played,
0: but Because uh, Hartson scored that, that wonder goal. That's against right, Liverpool, I, I don't. I think it might have been Sutton that missed out, or maybe on the bench. But um, we still had
1: the top top players. Um, oh, I remember Richie Hart created it. He, he ran down. I think it might be there a left wing, and he cut it back. And Dennis, Dennis put it, and I was buzzing. I went to Malia yeah, that year with that bonus, thinking it was flush. <laughs> that was good times though. And then the semi was that Dundee or Dunfermline semi. We should have beat. Should have got through one of them at least. I thought. Um, the Dundee one went to a replay at Patodrie. The first game was at Hamden, and the second game was at Patodrie. Yep. And then Dunfermline. No, Dunfermline. Dun sorry. Firmland replay, yeah, Because yeah, Brewster scored. Yeah. He scored a couple. I think it was the late goal against Dundee that. Aye. Yeah, that's right. Ten uh, minutes to go. Aye, it was great. What well, it was a great experience for me. I mean, I I was nowhere near ready to play first team football then. I don't think, and I was literally there because you had to have a goalie on the bench. Cali, being Cali, are not going to shell out for an expensive goalie for the bench, but uh, you take what you can get in football. And for me to be in that in that environment and that and big games like that, and listen to Robbo and Parky and how they go about it, and the you know the good players that we had, it was really good, good experience for me. Do you remember your debut? Yeah, uh, Patodri home game at Patodri. Of course, they'll ground their grounds here. Robbo had told everyone we were going up and we got up and then there was a, they weren't sure if they were going to go for it and build the stands and then, looking back, it was mental. I mean, to go and play your home games at Pataudry, we'd go down on the Friday and that uh, and um, stay over, usually. And Mark had been struggling with an injury and it was against Dundee. And at this point, I'd you know, I was—I felt as though I was getting more confident but then my problem was I didn't have any games under my belt I went on loan to a junior team Dufton when I was 17 I enjoyed it toughened me up junior league and then I got half a season at Broda really good enjoyed it but then because you have to have a goal in the bench that works against you Ali left to go to Clark and then it was only me and Martin there was no way I was getting away so I was sitting getting friendlies and that and midweek against like, the Highland League teams and mm-hmm north of Scotland Cup or whatever but I was really wanting to get playing but it's a big step so um I, it was, I only had about 15 minutes to go and Mark w- was struggling badly I don't think they wanted to put me on to be honest Um but they had no choice so I went on I think we were winning maybe 1-0 or 2-1 and I came on and I remember feeling like really nervous it was the top end not not the beach end at Aberdeen was it the the Mer- other the end the Merkland yeah yep. and remember I had a bye a kick to take. I was thinking, right, just don't sclap this on the ground, you know. And I pinged it way over Barry Wilson's head, right into the corner, which was exactly what we were wanting at that point in the game, because so they were throwing that. They had a long-haired striker, I think he was an Argentinian boy. He used to play with socks. Right? Oh, yeah, Caballero. Some of like that. Uh, and he, was, he came close a couple of times, and that 15 minutes felt like an hour. <laughs> but I did all right. I, I actually thought, well, that wasn't actually... you you build it up in your head to think oh this is something weird it's the same sport I've played all my life it's just a bit of a higher level I was trying I kind of maybe built it up too much so I felt okay and then the next game we won the game next game was Livingston at Pataudry again a home game and they put Mark from the start obviously there wasn't a lot of faith in me (laughs) Um, and then Mark had to come off at half time so that was it right on you go and we won one nil, I think it might have been and I made a really good save I think it might have been Derek Lilly or someone headed it and I tipped it onto the bar and I was really worried that the ref wasn't going to give a corner even though I shouldn't have wanted a corner given you always want to claim a save but I was I was worried in case it scored from the corner but I was looking at the ref thinking come on give that that was a good save that um, I did alright Did felt quite confident did well I remember one of the Livvy strikers got through on goal and he hit a shot and i never even seen it and then I, that was kind of a realisation this is a you know these guys are something Livingston but it's not our level yeah and he hit it and I'd honestly never seen it and I hit the bar and I remember thinking "Geez, I was lucky and then came off I was over the moon that we'd won It helped at least like contributed a wee bit and then Rombo says I think I was on maybe was again that was my first year as a proper pro and we all thought we were in for a big wage <laughs> I think I was on £175 a week or something like that and I'm playing SPL because they don't have to pay you because you've never done anything in the game and a couple of boys complained about that and Robbo never actually held it against them but anyway I was on this money so Robbo got on the bus to go home there was only a few players on it, it was, there was never many boys went home to Inverness and Ross Totley was there and Granty. And Robo, he'd had a couple of drinks, but he was like, Right, I'm giving you a new I'm giving you an extra hundred pound in your wages. You've proved to me you can handle it. It's only a hundred pound, but that for me was like over a third of what I was getting. So that put me up to nearly a living wage. <laughs> uh, and I was like, Oh, you sure you sure? And he says, Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jimmy Faulkner was there, he was the secretary. I was, like, Boys are he's hearing that and they were like, Calm down. I was like, Talks, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. They were all getting a few beers and that so I got home and I was thinking geez, I've just won the lottery I, you <laughs> know, I'm on like nearly 300 quid a week opened the paper on Sunday Rob was away to hearts that was his last game right okay right and I thought oh no what about my 100 pound so
0: I'm we sure. had witnesses Jimmy Falk well, that's why I Ali. did it right record so, it he get it recorded I honestly
1: I knew Carly, and I was like they're not going to give me it they're not going to give me it and I went in on the Monday and I was like "Grass," I think was in charge of the finance side then mhm I was like, oh, John says he was, I know he's away, but <laughs> he said he was going to give me a, he was like, oh, right, right. And Jimmy, I said to Jimmy, and to be fair to them, they did. And honestly, I was so buzzing that I got that bit extra. Um, but that was the last thing Robbo did for me, you know, at the, cl- well, not the last thing, he's done a lot for me over the years, but uh, it was weird. It turned out to be his last game. And at that point, that kind of got us a wee cushion. So we were kind of, we weren't mid-table safe but we were, we were doing alright we had yeah. a bad start but we kind of levelled out a bit um, and then obviously uh, Brew came in after Robbo went to heart. so I was gutted Robbo and Parky left because they were I knew Robbo liked me as a player and that, but I knew he was always you, you just want to play for managers that you think kind of like you you know and he was always good to me So I to a lot of the boys though but I, that was the last thing that happened under Robbo got an extra 100 quid So
0: you made your debut, two thousand and seven. Mark Brown joins Celtic. Mm -hmm. I think it's January two thousand and seven. Gordon Strachan takes him to Celtic. You're obviously a good friend of Mark Brown, but part of you is that part of you saying, "All the best at Celtic. Here's my chance to to to
1: be number one." Delighted to see the back of him, but uh, yeah, that was a few years later on. Charlie was the manager, and to be honest, we we were in the SPL Reserve League by then and that was really good for likes of me because you'd play like you'd play the other SPL teams and a lot of them put strong teams out you know you'd play at maybe Easter Road against Hubs and that and Airdrie against Celtic Rangers were Clyde and you'd always have first it felt like nearly proper football you were playing against experienced guys mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I was really fe- feeling a lot more confident then and I got to the stage where I know Mark had a lot over me because he'd played for about five years straight. A lot of experience in that. But I was feeling as though I was up there getting near with him. I didn't think I would get in because he never seemed to get injured or lose form. But I knew that I was closing the gap on him. And I felt confident that if it was a straight fight, I could have a reasonable claim. But obviously, it happened, I think it was the January and Donald Park actually, Mark never said anything to me, but he's quite like that, Mark. He'll keep his cards close to his chest. But Parky gave me the heads up. I was in the changing room and he says, oh, your mates away to sell, like And I was like, oh, wow. He goes, so make sure you're ready. And then that was it. It was maybe a Thursday. Come a Saturday, I was playing against Hibs uh, at home. Straight in. Uh, Charlie was good with me. He was said, look, you'll get your chance. I'll need to take someone else in as well, but you'll you've done well. Um you were ready to play as it was, so we'll put you in. So I went in. I think we beat Hibs three nine at home. I think it was. And it was good. I felt you know, I felt confident. I was I felt as if I deserved it. I'd been there a long time and I'd sort of paid my dues, so it was it was a dream come true. I just wanted to be a first choice goalie and get a chance to play every week rather than doing the warm up and then sitting on the bench but that's the life of a goalie sometimes you know you find some guys have had the whole career doing that mm-hmm. some guys have been made rich doing that you know <laughs> one Premier League winner <coughs> medals yeah, and whatever yeah. you know sitting on a bench yeah. <coughs> yeah so no it was, a, it, was a, it was great for me it came at the right time because I think if Craig Brewster had still been in charge I probably wouldn't have got that chance I've nothing against Craig he was a, he was a, a nice guy uh, p- person wise I just I didn't rate him as a manager really and he didn't rate me as a goalie he would have got rid of me I think if he could have done um, but you know it's a bit of bad luck maybe him not fancying me but it's a good luck that when I got the opportunity Charlie was in charge Charlie had known me for over 10 years and he'd seen me play, I'd played for him in the reserves, yep. played with him in the reserves and uh, you know, you take what you can get and, and that was my chance I'm
0: going to so. fast forward you when you mentioned
1: Craig then I'm going to fast forward to 2008-9
0: a season that everyone looks back at Callie Thistle, it, it wasn't a nice season. Midway through the season, Ryan Essen comes in. He's number two at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Essen takes your place. Yeah, you drop out the team. Although you eventually do come back in for the uh, remainder of the season. Probably January time is a very interesting time. I don't know what what time wise for for yourself, but January is a very interesting time because Craig Brewster is on the verge of leaving. There's rumours that he's going he's gonna to leave the football club. There's a lot of noises behind the scenes that he's going to leave. Yeah, Things aren't great on the pitch. The club are bottom of the table. Yeah. There's also talk of a pre-contract yeah. with yourself as well. Um, <coughs> yeah. Was that round about the same time? Was that before that, n- that uh, Motherwell came on the scene?
1: It was around about the same. What happened was uh, I'd played... The previous season, to be fair, Craig I'd played the whole previous season pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. He did try and drop me once for the boy Zibby and he put me straight back in. Uh, good season. Um it, to be fair with me and Craig, if I made one mistake I was out. That was the way he was and it, I don't blame him for that. He's an honestly he's a decent guy, Craig. See him I was he's you know, a good lad. What a player he was. Mm-hmm. The the main reason we did so well when he first came was because we had him up front. Now, that is the truth, that is the fact. The guy was a phenomenal player, especially for his age. He was hard, finished with both feet, he was clever, defenders must have hated playing against him. Him and Dargo up front, that's why we were successful, and it, it probably looked like he was a good manager. In my mind, he wasn't a great manager. He didn't have any people skills, and the training was off, boring. The boys weren't happy. But if you're winning, and you've got this guy up front, that's, we would never have been able to sign Craig if he wasn't our mm-hmm. player manager of course the second time he came back he wasn't playing so it was just the training and that and it wasn't just me there was a lot of people kind of weren't happy but anyway you do what you're told you know you do your training had a good season under him um, and then the next season started did alright made when did he drop me I ah, made a couple of mistakes fair enough and Ryan was a good keeper so he put Ryan in Um then the club came... To, I was expecting to... Myself, I think it was Don Cowie and Ian Black... Were all out of contract... <coughs> in the following summer... ironically
0: all, all three left as well... And all well, well, signed three contracts... One left...
1: I was waiting on a... They said they wanted to keep me... Craig to be fair to him... Said he wanted to keep me... Um, so we were waiting for my agent to phone... He was going to speak to the club... And I'd been promised... When I signed my original deal... I hadn't been first choice keeper... So I signed for not a lot of money... Didn't Didn't bother me... And the club said... Right if you go and become first choice... You play excellent games, then next contract you'll get will be same as everyone else. I said that's fine, no problem. Happy with that, that's fair. So I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have expected. Obviously, everyone mostly knows what Cali are like, especially with local boys. I got the call from my agent, and he says, "I'm not even going. I don't even want to tell you what they've offered you." And it was it was shocking, like, and it was disappointing. Even though I wasn't in the team at that point, I'd done a lot with the club. And I knew they were taking boys in from like the lower leagues, and they were getting double what I was getting. And for me, I I just couldn't handle that. I knew that these guys weren't worth that money, but it didn't seem fair that they kind of think, like, you're local, you'll stay anyway, you're just going to offer you pennies. So my agent was like, look, they've said this is what they're going to offer you. It was nowhere near. So he'd already rejected it before he spoke to me. So I said, right, no bother. We'll just look somewhere else. That's fine. Um... Craig had said look we'll give you another offer and that. obviously they needed two keepers so they wanted to keep me um, obviously what you're talking about the mother will interest I can't remember when I heard about it but they did they, they informed Cali that they would they wanted to speak to me so it must have been December January time um, spoke with the manager Mark McGee spoke with Colin Meldrum Went, uh, I went down there and then Craig was under pressure at the time but by that point my mind had gone and I was wanting I was wanting away and I, I wanted to move away, I wanted to do something different. I've always yeah. liked Glasgow. So I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna go for it. They gave me they pretty much doubled my money. So I thought, well I can't stay and be be bitter towards guys that are getting more than me here. It's no big deal. If the club don't think I'm worth that, that's fine. It's like when you sell a house. If you don't get what you want then you don't sell it. Yeah. So that was me there was no bad feeling <laughs> uh well I'm a wee bit maybe. Um so then Terry came in, Craig got the sack and then Terry Butcher liked me straight away and he was really good with me he knew it, it had been announced that I was going to Motherwell in the summer because
0: um, there was a and a, was it was Ian Black Blackie had signed he a pre So, uh, but he
1: but he played both of you and then Chipper went to uh, Don Carey went to Carr Watford was it he went in the January yes because he had to dig his heels in a wee bit just before um, I think uh, Terry arrived just as Terry was yeah. there but uh, Terry for one of the first things he did with me was obviously I've, I've seen you I like, I like you as a goalie um, I heard you sign a pre-contract um, and this took me aback he was like you know that you don't have to go a pre contract's not legally binding and I was like right, it's, it's just a bit of paper between you and the club to say I like Richie Britton Br- 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 Br-
0: Br- did that with St John's I didn't right? know
1: that and I'm thinking well hope they don't pull out might it. well don't pull out um, and I was like he goes Look, I want you to stay here keep training hard and if you if Ryan's not doing well or if you know you'll be given a fair chance again, because I don't think you were given a fair chance before, mm-hmm. and I was like, right sign as long as as long as you know if I'm called upon, I'll do my best Morris didn't I don't think thought the same, me and him didn't really hit it off. I don't know why I respected him because he was a well a legend you know as a player and Scotland, and never really spoke to me apart from sending me home from training one day from Fort George. I kicked the ball away at training. Not in, I think it was intentional. There's like 30 balls, or whatever. And we were doing shooting, and goalies was get grumpy and like if people shoot too quick or whatever. So I kicked the ball. but didn't go miles away. And Rob uh, Mo had a problem with me. I don't know if it was because of the pre contract or what. We just never spoke to you. He walked down the tunnel and blanked me, which was fact. But It was weird because Terry really liked me. I didn't understand it. And they two were tight, you know. So then. Mo stopped the training and bear in mind Ryan used to volleyballs away all the time because he's you know he's Ryan you know? and other boys as well so Mo's like right, go and get the ball everyone stopped training and I was like I shouldn't have done it but I says, nah I'm not getting it so he's like right if you don't go and get it everyone in the pitch is getting 50 press ups so I was like right okay I'll go and get it so I was walking to go and get it and as I walked past he goes to me he goes uh, what was it you dickhead or something like that just said it to me, like out the corner of his mouth. So I just says, oh, fuck off, Mo. And then he just went right home. And this is Fort George. So I was walking to the ball and I just detoured to the fence. So I went and sat. I didn't have a car that with me. Because they, they take the mini aside. bus, side. So I was like, well, how am I going to get home? At this point, honestly, I wasn't caring. And then Dougie Emery it was, came over and says, here, take my car. He had his car. So I drove Dougie and his car back to the stadium. I just to sit in the changing room, wait. Terry wasn't there. He was an international. He was with Scotland. Okay. Because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get serious trouble for this from Terry. But nothing really ever came of it. But that was it with me and Mo. But uh, I respect him as a player because he was just—he was unbelievable. But uh, I. So Terry said he wanted to keep us. They did come back with another offer eventually, but. I, I I explained to him. I said, like, "Look, I've made. I gave my word to Motherwell. The, the offer was nowhere near what I was getting, and I I got it in my head that I was going, and that was it. And he did put me back in the team, and I was gutted because we did all right. We we just about we thought we stayed up, and then mm-hmm. we blew it at the last. We could have beaten Motherwell, and to stay up. That right. a two-all draw, was it, midweek? Uh, Aye, ah, if we'd beat him, then we would beaten them, we would have stayed up, yeah. and then we'd draw with Falkirk at home." Mm-hmm. Big Tokes got sent off, pretty harsh after about 20 minutes. They scored, I think it was Higdon, toe-poked toe it in. Total, well it wasn't lucky, slid in and it clipped the post. And I don't know how many shots we had on target. Ritchie had loads, Ritchie Foran, he did well for us then to be fair. He had a good second half to the season. The Falkirk keeper had an absolute worldie, beat us 1-0. All we had to do was draw and then that was it, that was done. Down. That's that was the worst part and mm. Terry seeing Terry after the game he was you know he was in tears he's a big emotional really nice guy and he's nuts you know you'll go and shout and ball at you but I didn't mind that with Terry he'd shout and ball at you and then he he would get on the bus go home or whatever and he'd come up and say oh do you know what I'm talking about you know and you'd forgive him he, he'd be like oh, alright sorry guy for us should have done better I think, I think you know where you are you know where Terry, you are that's you why know? I like Terry because he would tear shreds off you lobbing stuff at you and that and then you could see him, he was hurting. And I like the thing that happened with me and Mo. He didn't make a big deal of it. You I know, mean, he could have thrown the book at me. Even though I don't think I was out of order. It doesn't matter, he's assistant manager, so you are out of order. Mm-hmm. Um and that's his right hand man and that. But Teddy was good, like you did know where you were with him. And then seeing him after that game, man, he was in tears and He's played at the World Cup, you know what I mean? A few World Cups, probably. He's, you know, and it still mattered to him that much. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was so bad, like it was it was a it was just the worst way to end it. But obviously, what can you do? Yeah.
0: Working with him for a couple of months um, and in close proximity, any any standout any memories of Terry Butcher? Eh,
1: but Terry, like he was. I can't remember them all. He, he was just he was in your face, you know what I mean? He's everything he did but he looked like he couldn't have played football he was like hunched over and uh, his legs looked pretty knackered but that's probably from playing all those years but I remember we played at Potaudry against Aberdeen and I think I must have been out of the team because I think we were doing runs after the game the subs were doing like their runs after the game and we came, we'd been beaten and we came in and all I seen was Lucas Aid Sport dripping off the roof like bottles everywhere, so we you try. You, you come in and you just slither around the side so you know it doesn't catch his eye. You sit down, it's quite tight. The potato, it's not that tight, it's smallish, changing room, narrow. And then he started again. He was picking up unopened bottles of Lucas A's Sport and just belling them off the ground, and they were just exploding everywhere. I think that might have been David Proctor that was getting it that day. I've Got a funny feeling it was Procs and he was just sit- sitting there. Lucas Aed all over his face Lucas Aed dripping off the walls everyone's clothes Valteri had his had his uh, thing going you know but that's what he was like and I honestly didn't bother me Yeah, but a really nice guy just a a nice nice guy and a another legend as a player you know what I mean for me that was I mean you forget when they're your manager what, what they've done in the game even you know Craig Brewster what a player John Robertson what a player uh, Charlie was a great player, you know, these guys, but Terry Butcher was captain of England, do you know what I mean, it's, it's a, like, Beckham was captain of England probably at that point, Aye. you know, that's that's the that's sort of level you're talking about, Yep. so, I mean, to, to work with these guys and like, to, to get to know them and that, you know, it's, it's, it's good.
0: i going to skip forward a couple of years, because I, I know you had time at Motherwell, but you, you come, forget about that, to be fair. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Well, I skipped over Motherwell, but you're back in the Highlands, 2011. Aight. You're back in the Highlands. Yeah. You're not wearing the. I was going to say blue and red, but you never did wear the blue and oh, red. You were wearing oh, yellow yeah, or some yeah, kind right. of colour that it was in. You sign for Ross County. Yeah. You go and sign for Ross County in the uh, Championship First Division at the time. Yeah. Derek Adams just takes over in the summer. He comes back from Hibbs. He yeah. replaces, uh, Jimmy Calderwood. Uh-huh. Um. What were the. Uh, what was behind the move to Ross County? Because I, I think you were you were released by Motherwell at the time you were you yeah. were heading out the club.
1: I got released by Motherwell a year early. Um, I didn't. I didn't have a great time there. Partly my own fault. I, I was struggling con- for confidence in that, and uh, had some pretty pretty low times down there. But I ended up playing in Malta for a year. I got let go by Motherwell in the September. No, well, when does the transfer window shut in the summer? August, end of oh, August, was I, it? August I got let go then. on the last day of the transfer window because if I didn't, I would have been stuck there. So anyway, I went over to Malta and played, which wasn't obviously uh, where I imagined <laughs> playing my football. But I had a good time. I needed, I didn't, wasn't sure if I was going to keep going because I had no confidence, l- gone, everything gone, even the thought of playing a game. I was, I don't know what, why, but I just I couldn't do anything right. So anyway, it was either go there or get back home playing the Highland League or whatever. So I went over and uh, I actually really enjoyed it, played games and it was better level than what I thought. I enjoyed it, nice place to live, got a good stand, uh, met some good friends and I started playing pretty well. And then towards the end of the season, I was like, oh, "I'll need to try and get home or, you know. So I got a bit in the paper back home. It was one of the Daily Record or whatever and just hoping someone would maybe see it and give us a call. So then, out of the blue, I got a text from my agent saying, look, Derek Adams is interested in you. I was like, right, that's going be be really good, you know? Um, Especially from being away. When you're away, you're out of the picture and everyone forgets about you and then having not had a good time at Motherwell. So I phoned Derek and uh, when I was in Malta, I was still there, uh, and he says, right, yeah, um, this is what we'll offer you. I wasn't in a position to be bargaining money-wise. One year contract, if you want it, it's yours. Can I get, can you get agreement on it? And I was like, Yep, no bother. He says, Right, when are you home? I says, Right, well, I need to sort the end of the season out and then I'd had a cartilage operation actually over there, so I only just made it back for the last game of the season and then he told me when preseason was starting, so I was like, Wow, this is what a chance, this is you know, considering where I'd been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I packed up my staff and went home. Where uh, I told my dad says I'm coming home live with you. Uh, for a bit signing for County so I lived back in Drum initially and then signed for County and it was like it was great I never thought I'd get a chance at a decent club like that you know after having a bad time um, and couldn't have gone any better really, I really say, what,
0: what a season a lot, honestly, that was that was an in- that is the incredible best, season
1: it's the best group of players team season uh, I played my best football uh, the guys that we had, honestly, it's funny you said that because I went through that
0: uh, earlier on. I was I was doing a bit. of, um, I, I followed Ross Kitty that season uh, with MFR, and I remember the. I remember it, was, it was just a tremendous it was season. Honestly. And when you look at the players, I mean, you, you must have, you must have signed, uh, and then shortly after, Tox and
1: Grant Monroe arrive. Uh, talks no, game. talks the
0: season after. Sorry, yeah, Grant Monroe. Grant, Grant arrived. Was, Russell Duncan.
1: Granty and Russell would sign before me, I think, or or whatever, at the same time, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, De- Derek and me. Oh, Derek's. Whether it was luck or good management, I don't know. But see the the not just good players. That dressing room was unbelievable. Such a good dressing. Not all of us were like best mates. Like we all got on, but it was a brilliant. Honestly. Maybe from winning helps and having a good run, but honestly, I don't think you. I don't think that really happens much now. You get a dressing room that close. It might have been the fact that boys were up here on their own, maybe without their families and their. their I was single at the time, so you we were out all the time. We were winning all the time, you know. Um, a lot of boys lived together. Digs. So that another so, season that
0: you did. Well, it's not a group of guys. But I want to say Michael Gardine and a few others. Yes, they had, he, He's bought a mini, a yeah. minivan, and I, all travelled up to Dingwall I, together. And you I know that just beats.
1: I was I used to travel with uh, Comet Meneman, Rocco, and uh, Mark Corkran. I had my own place from before, but they lived together, and uh, oh, we were honestly, I didn't know these lads before, but oh, we got on so well, uh, and Midge, we Mikey Gardine... Stevie Craig Johnny Flynn Granty, I think was involved and maybe Russell Duncan mm-hmm. they bought the, the Vengabus they were calling it bus, it was like a it. Burgundy Citroen I think yep. like people carrier and they uh, they were going back more than that honestly it was so good man everything about that season well not everything our first game of the season Elgin beat us 2-1 at home, uh, 2-0 at home in the League Cup so like your first game, you're thinking, "Geez, we've lost at home to Elgin. This is not this is the worst at home as well." And then our first league game of the season, we were away to Hamilton, got beat five one. So I'm thinking, "Oh, don't tell me this is going to go tits up again." Yep. And the third game, we drew one each. We're Queen of the South. Well, after that Hamilton game, we didn't lose again till four games into the SPL season in the in the league. It was honest, and then the last game of the season we beat Hamilton 5-1 at home and won the
0: title at, well lifted the title it, you know?
1: yeah honestly I never ever thought I would get the chance to be part of a team like that Um and it's it's not like bitterness or that but one thing the boys all had in common is n- none of them liked the manager it's weird so you can maybe say he did a great job because he's not there to be liked but I, I believe that team ran themselves that team managed itself it hardly ever changed if it did change it was a great guy coming in so we had maybe Paul Lawson and Rocco in the middle of the park and if Loss got injured or Rocco ro- got injured Stuart Kettlewell came in mm-hmm. then he did brilliant for 10 games and then if he got injured Loss would come back in or Midge would playing up front with Colin and we had Sam Morrow Figers on the left Richie Britton on the right we had Johnny Flynn Boydie and Grant Monroe centre half right in front of you Scotty Moe and mm-hmm. Mark Fitzpatrick played left back for a while. Gary Miller on the other side. Honestly, the, the team it, no weaknesses because Joe was the sub goalie. The training was exactly the same every day. We knew what we were doing. It was boring, but he didn't care because we were we were winning. Derek had his times. I remember Stuart Balmer got us after the Hamilton game. He was our assistant manager after we got beat five one, and he says, "Look, he he was the Gaffer was going nuts, blaming everyone and that and." Stuart got hold of us on the warm up for training he goes look boys I'm looking at this squad and I'll tell you right now if you stick together and ignore him or not ignore him but don't let him get to you you stick together you'll win this league and I was like I don't know if we'll win the league but there's good teams in it but he was right as soon as we got that momentum it was just every week it didn't feel like we were going to lose we had a few close ones you know 1-1s or 2-2s or like close results and then Falkirk were our nearest challengers for most of the season and we went down there I think it was Boxing Day and we were 1-9 down in the last minute and McManaman blasted one in from a tight angle to draw 1-1 if they beat us then they could have got within a good I think it was a couple of points maybe with a game in hand as well because they stuck with us they had a good young team that year Mm
0: -hmm. Stephen Presley in
1: charge did he not I'm sure he had a he right, he'd a go at you did you know I, it that? It was a bit of that I, most of that was aimed at George and Derek we didn't I didn't sit right with me either. I didn't like that I didn't like people looking at us as you know, a bunch of dicks because the way they behave if you beat a team you you, you know you, you act like you know humility it's not, much, it's not really anything wrong with being a bad loser because you've lost but if you're a winner if you win a game you, you show a bit of humility and you don't rub people's noses in it which sometimes used to happen which made it harder for us when that team came to Play us again, you know what I mean? I remember one game, we drew it home to Martin, Obviously, we should have beat Martin, but it was like a Tuesday night, and they scored a penalty in the last minute to draw with us. We're still, we were still clear at the top of the league, so we come in and George has gone into the referees' changing room, taken all their sandwiches away from them, and chucked them in our room. It was a penalty, even if it wasn't, what take the they probably got to drive about four hours to get home. And I think it's part of the thing, you've got to give officers and players and referees. Mm-hmm. So we went in the room and took the sandwiches off them, the referees, just to pee. And you're thinking, that looks bad on all of us. He, I tell you what, he made, he put some squad together and we'd had the league sewn up. In fact, we we won the league, before we weren't playing, we won it on a Tuesday night when somebody drew with Dundee. Dundee ended up being our closest rivals. It was a bit of an anti-climax, I was sitting in my house.
0: And ironically, they got promoted that season as well know, because of because Rangers. Of Rangers I, I don't want to say Rangers, Rangers demise died. because <laughs> Rangers die because they get,
1: I'll get hate mail, but they did. I did that. But they uh, did. so I got like a text from someone over oh, on the league. I was like, oh well, but it would have been nice to be. In, but we had Air United away on the Wednesday night, so it's the last place you want to go, you know. So we went down on. Obviously, everyone's buzzing and that. We're thinking, oh, surely, like you'll let us have a bit of a you know a bit of a party or whatever because we we're due to stay in that Glasgow after the game because air is obviously that far away so we went down to air but Derek was right the one thing he did right was a few things but he he kept us going because we had this unbeaten run to defend and we didn't want to lose it we wanted to just take the foot off the gas you know we wanted to go right to the end and he was right when that he was and uh, I think we beat air like 4-2 or something like that just played them off the park Went back to the hotel on Cumbernauld and we're thinking, like, surely he's got something like for it. We've won the league. Nothing, nothing there. Not even a meal. Colm McMenamin had taken like a crate of tenants in his bag with him, and he. But no one else had any, so we all got like one can each. Derek was raging, but we weren't caring. No, was, uh, even Richie Britton and all that. we were all getting a few, well one each. Cause that's all we had. So we went to the hotel and the boys were like come on some of us are, well most of us had never won anything in their lives maybe never won anything again I didn't so we're like well, we'll sit at the bar it was like half eleven at night by this point and if we'd known we would have taken gear and went out to Glasgow but no one thought of that so we ended up getting a few drinks at the bar it's Just, just us sitting on the couch everyone there all the boys getting a good laugh and just you know well, that's what it's all about. That's it like, is. That's, I mean, we we That's what you. That's the moment yeah. you you crave. I never. I'd won a league at Cali, but I didn't play, so I don't count that as winning anything. Yeah. And uh, it was brilliant. You know, I was really good mates with these guys, and Derek turns up and goes, "Right, you bunch of bandits, get yourselves to bed. You've got a big game on Saturday. We we're playing Dundee at home on Saturday. Everyone in bed now." And then d- stormed off. So like boys, were like, right? Either we all stay here. Or we all go to bed. No one's going to sneak off and get. So the boys just even like the boys that wouldn't normally do that. I probably would normally, but boys we were like, nah, we'll just stay. He's not going to sack us all, you know what I mean? we just one in a week, so we all stayed. Most of us stayed up. And Actually, they were setting up for breakfast. We we're still sitting there, and then they, they, no about whatever time in the morning the guy said, right, we're closing the bar. So me and another goalie, Joe, we went up and just got like fourteen pints. Just to the table, right, Just for us, <laughs> or whoever. So we had enough to keep us going. And then they, they started setting up for breakfast. then we we're like, "Oh, if he, he comes down and sees us now," so we sort of scuttled up to the bedroom, got changed, and that didn't say a word to us the whole way home. Right, okay. And then we were in training on the Friday. Stuart Balmer goes to us in the warm up just to let you know, boys, he's absolutely fuming, but he's not saying anything yet. So if you lose to Dundee tomorrow or draw expect fireworks so we were like right no bother so went out pretty much a full house that was good back then the jail end was still the jail end you know with yeah, the tennis end. it was yeah. so good that season that end was full we were shooting into it um, second in half and we always scored into that end it was brilliant and it uh, pumped them 3-0 nothing was ever said he couldn't, you know, so we were lucky that we won but we deserved that, you know, it was good but it could have been better, it could have been something could have been done, even a nice meal or I don't know, I don't know, it was a bit awkward at that time of night down there but we could have done a bit more for Did it you,
0: I'm, I'm trying to think that. I know they definitely done it when they won the League Cup I was there the day that the County won they beat Hamilton, ironically 5-1 getting them back for that defeat, the only defeat that season, in the League anyway um, and then you you won, you won the they won the trophy did they do an open top bus we after that? no. That, so that must have been I mean that, no, that okay round thing well brilliant experience I was you
1: know? dreading that I thought it was a stupid idea I admit I was I was maybe being a bit of a killjoy the day was great it was a full house played Hamilton pumped them um, got our medals and all that it was brilliant and we had, they did they put on a nice meal for us upstairs my mum and dad were there and that and uh, mates and all that were up, and it was good. And then they had this open top bus, and I was thinking, oh, jeez, this is going to be embarrassing. Like if we drive around Dunwell, there's like ten people there. But honestly, it was the whole high street was jammed with people, and I totally didn't expect that. It was it was a really good experience, really good. I think that's. um I think
0: well I know I was and I remember talk eh, we were in discussions with Roy McGregor when I was at MFR at the time about being involved in the promotion of it and stuff and I remember you know Roy was it was right did it Roy was behind yeah. it you know Roy was Roy, driving it in fair play cuz he 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 made it into
1: the spectacle that it, it should have been well Roy had the band what's the band uh, Torridon he had them playing yeah. in the in the, in the, in the, in the scene. it's Roy that went it I mean th- but this was bef- this was the biggest achievement Counties ever had mm-hmm. at that point we'd never been to the Premier League before never won a league getting to a Scottish Cup final was fine but you didn't you didn't win it getting promoted out of that league when we'd been in that league for a long time never been to the Premier league. that was the biggest thing and County had the money to go and get the stand and that, that was fine just winning the league was a bit and Roy obviously nothing's too much for, for County when it comes to Roy because that's his club and that's what he wants to do and he did he made an amazing day it was a great day beautiful sunny day as well and I wasn't sure about it all, but I really enjoyed it. It was great memories. But when
0: you look back over your football career, that yeah, that's fair to say that season, that super, day, you know, probably that's, the best.
1: Well, it's, it's weird. Like, I mean, I didn't, I never had any time for Derek really. I didn't like the way he behaved, I didn't like the way he treated people, but I played my best football under him, so okay. it's weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you can't, and he put the bet. I played in the best, that was the best team I ever played in, and he made that team, so you know what I mean. You don't maybe you don't have to like. I think you have to respect your manager. I didn't really respect Derek, but he gave me the the best experience of my football career. So it wasn't all bad, you know. It was it was uh, that was amazing. that season was just unbelievable. Really
0: good. The following season, you get back into top flight, uh-huh. and your old uh,
1: your old mucker Mark, Mark Brown. Yeah, Mark <laughs> comes back, back with I know. you. I was I was it was a hard one that because. I dislocated my finger and the bone came through the skin in, Hol- in Holland when we were pre-season a week before the season i just made it to play um, and Joe was there Joe Mallon to be fair I always thought Joe would replace me because he was he, this boy's like proper he's unbelievable I a good keeper as well oh, he's, he's like, unreal but he never got and you see I got some bad luck in my career he got no luck in his career and he would have been he was breathing down my neck, and I knew I had to play well to keep him out, he was, he was honestly, people maybe don't know it, because he's never had a chance at a top level, but that boy, if he'd got into the county team, he would have went a year or two, and he would have went, maybe even Old Firm or England or whatever, the talent he had, so I was surprised when he brought Mark in, but Derek did those things, like he was that season, he changed a lot, he let a lot of boys go, and then took in a bigger squad with, different sort of characters and it just wasn't the same, I thought, I appreciate, you know you have to strengthen when you go up, change things, but I thought he, I thought the nucleus of that team should have stayed for another couple of years, I know that, I fully expected Joe to take over from me, you know, it's natural, He's he was a top keeper, guys like Grant Ian, uh I think should have been kept longer, because the nucleus of that squad that were in the league was unbelievable mm-hmm. and add to that yeah get boys in to bolster it and some boys wanted to leave we lost Midge in that uh, Gary Miller as well and Scotty Mo left but I just felt that team was broken up too quick I know it's a different league and it's a harder league but I thought it should have been kept together when Mark came in I, I had no idea they just get sort of sprung on you but by that point I mean I was quite confident of playing every week and, and to be up I thought I, I mean I thought I deserved to. I can't remember why he dropped me that time. Yeah, because he came out with the blues.
0: He started the season. He, yeah, he obviously we, stuck with you. Yeah, it kept going. And I think Mark came in and then you came back
1: and end of the season as well. <coughs> Aye, Mark got in. I can't remember. I didn't have a bad run of it though, and that was one time I felt really hard done by, especially because I remember what he said to me. Uh, we were walking off the training field, one day. And he didn't even look at me. He just walked along beside me and went. I'm changing it for tonight I've stuck by you long enough and then he walked off and I was like what? I think we'd lost a couple of games and maybe one or two goals were my fault but I'd had a good start and I know when I've had a good start to the season or a poor start and I know when I and you know yourself if you're honest with yourself and I was no way I thought I was getting dropped and he, he just says I've stuck by you long enough I, feel, I didn't say it to him I, sh- I wish now I'd said what do you mean you stuck by me long enough when I helped win your league was that sticking by me you know it's the way it is yeah I got back in I think I played 20 odd games to me that was an achievement to get back to the Premier League mm-hmm. after I-, I literally I was at rock bottom for a wee while football wise and I don't know if I was I don't know what was, there was dark times down the road at Motherwell and that and it was brought on by fo- football can do that to you at times nothing's going right you know and the fact that I'd made it back to the Premier League after ending up in our ending nowhere, you know, in Malta, <laughs> beautiful country, but to get back to playing at the top level, that I was, I that was the top, highest I could have played, and I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't a superstar, but SPL, and to know that I'd played there for most of my most of my games came in the SPL, mm-hmm. I was proud of that, and I really wanted to keep playing. I, I wanted to be county's number one still. I thought I deserved it. We did well though. We came. They were on a good run after Christmas. To be fair, well, we did. I wasn't in the team did I get back in that season I think I did you did I uh, towards the end I yeah and then yeah we think we came 5th was it it was top 6 anyway because there was that there was the the big game at the end of the
0: season against oh, Cali I the derby that. I where that half. just before it ok because
1: he brought in Paul Gallagher as well that's right he, he? he played that day yeah, yeah he yeah, played. came in at well, about 3 months to go he got sacked by Dunfermline because they went uh, tits up with the money and that so there's another bloody Scottish international coming in and Gal was another good lad good goalie but I was doing well in that and then I went to jump for a ball in training the day before that Cali game and I tore my calf so that was it and that was really wanting to play I knew we were going to win that game as well because I got a load of stick in the car park after the game from Cali fans Um, well after that I one after, nil game? after we beat them 1-0 I, I didn't have much time to be fair for a lot of the Cali fans miserable most of them and, and really hard on local boys for some reason, but uh, that was I knew we were going to win that, but that was a good, you know, coming fifth, Cali were what, fourth, mm-hmm. or third, no, fourth. Because they had a great, they had well, both clubs had a
0: great season, it was a great well. season for both yeah, clubs, really I, mean, good. I think Cali just, there was there I mean, I, I remember that team that day, it was, there was a lot of injuries, and there playing plenty of position, it and, was, it was a
1: bit of a scrappy game, the big Canadian boy scored a volley, Andre, Andre, Andre he, he was a character, right? He was a bit. He a bit of an eye opener when he came to Scottish football. He was dead professional on that. Eh? But,
0: Derek, but Derek signed. I remember there was. I mean, these are a couple of heroes now for, for Ross County fans. Uh, Iconomou, Angelus Iconomou, ah, Stefan
1: like, Wolfer. He couldn't. He's, tra- did he not score a winner against Celtic? He scored a winner against Celtic, and he scored two at Time against Hearts. Absolute right. roasters they were. I was playing, but I, I big star. He was a big chilled out guy. Him like he was cool. Loved a bevy and that, and he wasn't really interested in football. And he, to be fair, he wasn't the best. And then he played against Hearts, and we were all like, jeez where'd that come from?" And he nip, nipped in to get the winner against Celtic, and then he just wrapped it and went back to Germany. I've got oh, him on Facebook still. He's uh, just pot. And he went back to uni or something. He was. Just, he, was he was. But he these was, guys are like, like he loved that. whiskey. That's what he loved. Andre just going to town and, and got to the whiskey bars and that.
0: Oh, big big Stefan. I loved his whiskey. aye. But these guys, like Andre Hino, like county fans will only remember him for scoring a goal against he was Cali good, in the Derby. Yeah, he was a good player. He was a good player. Yeah. And they just
1: kind of disappeared, but they're yes, but a that, couple that, of heroes, you know. you got Ivan Sproul in as well. Oh, Ivan Sproul, of he's course. He's a character like. Did
0: him, did him and Derek not I... County I... blows at Petaudry?
1: Ivan... Ivan didn't care. Which yeah. could be a natural. It could even happen to anyone, uh, I suppose. I, I, Ivan did not care. He'd made his money. He'd done well in football. Great wee guy, but see if he wasn't in the team <laughs> that was it and uh, he'd, he'd said he signed 18 months I think he did and they came to the following January so he'd, he'd like six months left he knew he was going back to Northern Ireland he'd got a big big mansion for himself he used to always talk to me about it when he was going home and he says uh, came in he was like he's just dropped me for tomorrow I'm off I'm just going to go home <laughs> just phoned his wife and said she lives. She, they were living in Muravar He's like that's us we're off home and he just says I just cancel my contract I'll just go home but we see when he was with us he was good Like he's still fast scored a lot of goals funny wee guy like Ivan really really, he's a manager actually now himself I wonder if he's calmed down over in Ireland but nah that was the sort of players that did help that year but the more that happens you don't always get lucky when you change so many you know yeah Um, yeah, because the second
0: season I remember well that second season the top flight there was a lot of Dutch guys
1: Oh, we Arrived. All of a sudden, that was flavor of the month. We're going to sign Darren Matson. You know, Dutch guys.
0: Um, there was a couple of a couple of others come across as well. Yeah, it was, it was Melvin.
1: Melvin de Kevin, Kevin Lucasen, Darren, Mark Clock. He rated himself very, very highly. not he wasn't. De- <laughs> I don't think anyone de- else did. Delusional. But they were nice lads, Dutch boys. There, eh, but they did not know. It's amazing what Inverness to Amsterdam flights can
0: open up, isn't it? I know. As soon as Inverness to Amsterdam flights...
1: (laughs) It was about 12 of them came over on trial (laughs) before the end of the previous season and he had a big goalie. We we went to Holland in pre-season twice in a row and he he would never tell you. This big goalie comes out. Hey guys, I'm training with you. And I'm like, oh, that's another guy. I used to take guys on trial all the time. And uh, I don't don't know what happened to him. They never signed him or whatever, but... uh, yeah the Dutch lads were sound like they were good lads Melvin's I've got him in face he's in uh, one of the Asian countries. he's been there for a good few years different clubs Kevin Lucassen got bought by somebody We sold him to someone and Daz Mattson didn't do very well for us but he ended up playing in the Eredivisie with someone someone was saying he was a really nice guy
0: I I guess something like it, that yeah I'm he did sure, really well I'm he just I'm didn't have confidence I'm he
1: struggled uh, with us and you think oh, he's not going to do much and then a couple of years later he was doing really well
0: was, was it him that not scored did he not score it was Celtic the first game of the season he, he, might not, have. he, he scored opening Aye, goal and then he got off to a good start player
1: but then Darren was a good player just, just, it's just confidence and then he, he went somewhere and got that confidence but I liked the Dutch the Dutch boys were good crack Like they were a uh, good laugh Big, I thought Big Kevin was going to lair Derek one day because he was a unit that boy and Derek was in his face and it was Kilmarnock away Derek was shouting right in his face with Kevin. Kevin didn't do much with us but I think he did quite well after as well and he went to get up but someone jumped in but if, if Kevin had got up because he was a unit because they just weren't used to that sort of style so, you know class different yeah, nice class, class. Culture. Melvin was a really good player Melvin Deleu big strong kind of a winger but fast scored scored goals as well he was another good player but um. Hi, that was the Dutch sort of we went to Holland twice and it was good over there it was good pre-season there was a bit of carry on right enough over there but <laughs> every pre-season trip has that but aye it was a bit of a unsanctioned night out happened you think nothing came of it but names would have been taken and recorded for a later date and then they were all Derek and George were absolutely fizzing because we were leaving that morning and they knew we'd all been out and we got about 20 minutes or maybe 10 minutes down the road on the bus Call him at Menemans, like, oh boys, I forgot my passport. He's left it in his drawer, and uh, and, it, the attention and the tension in the bus was already really bad. And uh, I was, you better go and tell him. So he had to go down the bus and tell George and Derek, oh, we need to go back. i forgot my passport. Oh man, oh, you just, oh for flip's sake, Colin. <laughs> he he had to go back and get it, but it was good, good laugh, good, good training facilities and that there as well, but ah, oh, that was county,
0: Michael. Um... Thanks for your time. No, it's alright. This has been brilliant. Um obviously there's a lot more to your career as well. Oh, we could I've we could talk about Elgin. We could probably talk too much. We like could probably the... talk about uh, a bit more about um Malta as well, because that's an experience no, in itself. Sorry. But I think certainly for
1: people putting people to sleep already, No no no, no.
0: <laughs> listen, hey listen, Ross County and Cali will be uh I'm sure will be delighted with this. Best off with Glenn Urquhart season Thank starts you. uh Aye.
1: start of March. Start of March, yeah. I don't know what we'll will manage this season but I'll be there trying anyway <laughs> try to keep the legs going <laughs> uh, best of luck with the uh, with the season ahead and uh, and thanks again brilliant not, it's my pleasure